Hey, y'all. Hope everybody's doing well during these troubled times. Uh, life has been crazy, uh, you know, from dealing with nationwide pandemic to riots and screaming for the defundment of the police. Y'all, it's just, it makes me crazy. It makes me ready to go home. Now, even though life has been crazy and everything, you know, all, all the craziness going on, I just want to let you know something. God is good, okay? God is good. He's still on the throne, and he has everything under control. Now, if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Abby, and um, I started this podcast uh, to help people. And, you know, I just give my life experiences and and talk about... uh, what I feel the Lord's laid on my heart and what he wants me to say. So, my topic for today, I've titled it, I've Got Your Six. And if you don't know what that means, basically it translates to, I've got your back. I'm watching out for you. You know, like, I I got you, okay? I got you. I'm with you. Now, with everything going on in the world, it's nice to know I have someone watching out for me. I know a man who has my back through thick and thin, and his name is Jesus Christ. You know, even when I stumble and fall, and though I fail him daily, he's always there. He always has my six. Now, as I read through the Bible, one thing I've always been fascinated with, fascinated by is the image of putting on the whole armor of God. You know, I'm sure we all have heard about the whole armor of God at some point in our lives. And uh, if not, then I'll walk you through what that means. Now, when you read about putting on the whole armor of God, if you notice, your front side is very well protected. Okay, like very well protected. You have all this armor on and like you're ready to go and fight. Like you're very protected. However... If you look closely, your backside is wide open for the attack of the enemy. Wide open. And the lesson in that is that Jesus wants us to keep moving forward. To keep pressing on. You know, right? Like, while he guides us through life, protecting our backside and watching our six. That's that's what, you know, he wants us to do. Now. The book, or uh, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, let me flip there. This is where it talks about putting on the armor of God and um, what that looks like. So, let me have a minute and flip over there. Ephesians, chapter 6. Okay. Alright. So... Ephesians chapter 6, and we read verses 11 through 18, okay? So here we go. Verses 11 through 18. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. 
Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching therefore unto all pers- perseverance and supplication for all saints. All right. Now, as we break this down, we see that God provided us with some pretty good protection for our front side, right? So, first thing he tells us is we are to we are told to girt our loins with truth. And basically how I take that in meaning is that we are to be grounded in the truth of the gospel. You know, we we are to be grounded in the word. We are the Bible talks about, you know, being a solid foundation, a firm foundation. And the I mean the gospel is the truth. You know, it is God's it's God's truth, you know. What's written in this book, what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. Or that's how I see it. You know, like this book is all true. Everything that happened in it was true. It's based on truth. It stands for truth. It is truth. This is what this means. And our first step in putting on the armor of God is to be grounded in truth. To gird our loins in the truth of the gospel. To have this solid foundation and to stand upon truth. You know, the enemy, he wants us he wants us to to think of the lies of the world that, you know, oh, it's okay if you tell a little lie here and there. It's not that big of a deal. You know, it, it's okay if you look the other way. Even though you know what's going on is wrong, it's okay if you turn another cheek and, and you don't pay attention to that. That's fine. You don't need that. It's it's fine. They, they don't need your help. You know, like standing for the truth is our first step. Because God is truth. He stands for truth. He is, you know, like that is who he is, is truth. So that's our first step in putting on this armor, is to be grounded in the truth of the gospel. Now, the next thing that the Lord wants us to see is that we have the breastplate of righteousness. You know, and that is our main, that's the main protection of our chest and abdomen area. If you look at a breastplate, like it covers a big portion of your body. And that's that's the main protection. Now, when you look up the word righteousness in the dictionary, it states, and I quote, the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Or, you know, the way I see it, having integrity and courage. Okay? Anyone can follow the crowd, but it takes real strength and courage to stand alone. Right? You know, like, being morally right. You know, I might just be old-fashioned. Because that's how I was raised, but, and that, that's what I believe. But, you know, to me it seems nobody has any morals anymore. Nobody cares anymore. You know, people don't fear God like they used to. People don't really respect God like they used to. There used to be such God-fearing people, you know, like... 
There wasn't all this taking the Lord's name in vain. There wasn't all these things going on. People had morals. People had values. And it just seems like the older I get, the more I watch as that older generation is dying out. Them morals and them values are just dying out with them. And I find that very tragic and very sad. You know, if I don't stand up for what I believe in to be right and to be morally justifiable, then who is? Who's going to? Who's going to do that? Because if I won't, who will? Nobody will. And that is just so sad. I just find that absolutely just depressing. Be honest, that's just so sad. So, you know, that second thing that the Lord wants us to do is He wants us to put on that breastplate of righteousness and to stand up for what's right. To be, you know, stand be girded in the truth and to and 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 to stand for our morals and what is right is right and what's wrong is wrong. You know? Now, the next thing that it talks about in putting on this armor is that um, <clears throat> it, it talks about having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So how I translate that is basically preparing yourself to go wherever and whenever the Lord says to go. Now, when you flip over into the book of Isaiah, in chapter 6, verse 8, I'm sure you've heard this verse. It's one of my favorite verses that has really spoken to me throughout these last two years. Um, this verse has been very heavy upon my heart and upon my mind. And, um, you know, like I, I just want to live out this verse. But... Isaiah 6, 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And the, to me that is just such a powerful verse because it's talking about um, being willing, being willing, a willing vessel, being obedient, you know, and and willing to go wherever the Lord takes you. And my question is, are you willing to be obedient? Are you willing to go anywhere the Lord takes you? Are you willing to share His Word and to speak His truth? Um, are you willing to be obedient and do all these things to share His everlasting peace that only God can give can give to you? Like, Are you willing to do these things for Him? Are you willing to do that? You know, like, even though it means persecution, even though it might mean um, all these things, like, you might be thrown in jail for doing this. You might be put to death for doing this. You know, a lot of places are against the gospel and against the spread of the word. And are, are you willing... Are you willing to do these things for the Lord? Like, are you willing to live out this life for Him and to be obedient? To share His peace. Because only God can give you peace. True peace. You know, people seek all these things. They they seek worldly pleasures and desires. And they seek satisfaction from, from the world. But I'm telling you right now, friend, you're not going to find 
that satisfaction, your soul is still going to be thirsting for something. And that's the peace of God. You're not going to find it in the world. You're not going to find it from the desires that this world gives or, or the flesh, you know, the fleshly desires. You're not going to find find this peace that you're so longing for and thirsting for. The only peace you're going to find is from God. Now, you might find peace for a time when you seek out these worldly pleasures. You might find it for a time, but you won't have true inner peace like that you ain't gonna have it you just won't so are you willing to be obedient and go for the lord now when when as we keep reading you know the next piece of armor that it talks about is called the shield of faith and you know as as being a history nerd when you study different cultures and their warrior culture, you know, a lot of these warrior cultures have these big shields. Like the Romans had these huge shields that, first of all, they was like super heavy. So they had to be like super strong to carry these shields. But um, these shields would cover a majority of their body, you know, and and they would, um, uh, what's it called? I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but they look, like they like they have like this big huge shield wall and then there's a bunch that hold the shields up over their heads and they like move progressing forward and um i kind of think when of the shield of faith is something like that kind of shield like it's this big huge strong protective barrier you know and as it's mentioned in scripture it's used to protect you from the fiery darts of the devil you know, like, the enemy, he, he will use anything he can throw at you to throw you off your game and to quench your fire for the Lord. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be a cold Christian. You know, I, I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be far from the Lord. And I sure don't want to be a lukewarm Christian with one foot in the Word and the other foot in the world. Like that, you can't do, you can't straddle the fence, y'all. Like, you can't have one foot in the word and one foot in the world you either are for god completely or you're for the world like there's you can't have one foot in one foot out it don't work that way you won't find peace you won't find joy that way it's not going to work and i i sure don't want to be a lukewarm christian like friend you know i i want to be remembered as a person that was on fire for the lord i want to be a christian that's on fire for god when people look at me and they look at my walk with jesus i want them to see and i want them to know whom i whom it is that i serve i want them to know who guides my life who gives me such joy i want others to see jesus in me more of thee and less of me king jesus is my prayer and that has been my prayer from the very beginning of this year you know, ever since passion, my prayer has been that the world would see Jesus in me. More of thee and less of me, King Jesus. That is my prayer. You know, and I, I don't want to scare people, but I will tell you the truth. I read a thing the other night. It said, I have stopped looking for the coming of the Lord, and I've started listening for the sound of the trumpet. Now, y'all, if that don't give you chills, I don't know what will. If that don't terrify you, 
I, I don't know what will because, you know, all my life I have heard since I was a small little girl that the Lord is coming back. Lord's coming back, Abby. You got to get right with Jesus. Lord's coming back. He's coming back. Heard that all of my life. All my life I've heard that. And, you know, the older I've I've got, the more I understand, you know, like, this is serious business. Now, I don't know what you believe, but what I believe, you know, there you only got two options when you die. You're either going up to be with the Lord or you're going down to be with the devil. And people talk about hell in a joking manner, and it is no joke. Friend, it is no, it's not a joke. Okay? When you read in the book of Revelations, it talks about hell, and it talks about hey, how people, they, they chew on each other just to relieve themselves from the pain. Hell is a place of eternal torment and torture, and 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 that's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. I would not wish for my worst enemy to go to hell, because that is a place that that is you just don't want to be there. You don't, because it is nothing but torment and torture for eternity. And and even when you read in the Bible how it talks about the rich man. I believe it was in uh, in John. Might have been Matthew. It, it was one of them books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Somewhere in there. But it talks about the rich man. And how he died and he went to hell. And the Lord, you know, he sees the Lord. And he sees, uh, I believe it was Lazarus in his bosom. And he tells him, he said, Can you at least send somebody to my brothers to warn them of this eternal torment? You know, I, I've I've heard many preachers say, if God would allow us to just peep inside of hell and just to and just to see the torment or to just hear the screams of the people down there, I wonder how many people would take it seriously and get right with Him. And that's the truth. That is the truth. You know, we we're living in such fearful times that. My heart has been so burdened for the lost lately. I have been so burdened for people. And I have friends. Y'all, I, I got friends that I know they are not right. And they know they're not right. And yet they just keep running. And and it really, I'm not going to lie, it, it frustrates me sometimes. Because I just want to shake them and be like, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> like, do you not realize what's going to happen? Lord's coming back. You need to get right. But you know, I I've just I've been stepping back and I've just been praying like Lord that you would use me to plant these seeds, water them a little bit, send other people to help water these seeds so that, you know, if I plant the seeds, God's going to let it grow up. God God can God can do it. I know he can. But it also takes surrender on their part in order for him to let them seeds grow and grow and grow. So I, I desire that y'all would pray for, for my friends and, and for the lost in general. Because, Lord, we we need we need the Lord now more than ever. Y'all, I, I just, I, we, we need him now more than ever. Now kind of went off on a tangent there but it's fine someone needs to hear that now as we've broken all this down 
we've seen that God has provided protection over our body, right? He's He's provided all this. He's provided us a breastplate and a shield and, um, you know, all this stuff. Firm foundation. He also provides protection for our head with the helmet of salvation. That is that is the next next piece of armor that we need. All right, this helmet of salvation. Now, as most people know, our brains are probably the most valuable element a person can have. Right, the brain is the main source of how we act and think and how we function. It tells us what to do and when to do it. And the helmet of salvation gives us wisdom. And helps us to think with love, kindness, and compassion towards others. Because when you really think about it, that's what salvation is. The sacrifice of one who was pure and sinless, yet he gave his life for others out of his love towards us. You know, Jesus, he, he, died, he died not only for me, but he died for you. He died for you. He died for the thief as well as the judge. He died for the beggars on the street and the kings in their palaces. He died for you no matter the color of your skin, no matter your political beliefs or your religious beliefs or anything else. Jesus died for you. You know, like he he doesn't he didn't care about any of that. He loved you enough that he died for you, and there's no one, I'm telling you, no one else on this earth that would sacrifice themselves for you like Jesus did. Plain and simple. Like, Jesus died for all. And, you know, a lot of times Christians are so stereotyped as being, like, they they hate all these people or they're bigots or they're, or they're all these things, you know, like, they, they just, and, and that's not the case at all. You know, like, I might not agree with your lifestyle or your choice, but that doesn't mean I'm going to shove the Bible down your throat and telling you you're going to hell. You know, like, I, I ain't going to do that. Personally, I wouldn't do that. Like, I have friends of all different backgrounds and, and beliefs. Like, you know, they respect me as I respect them. I'm still going to love them, and I'm still going to show Christ's love towards them and you know, like, hope that I, I make a difference in their life and and hope that I can uh, be that rock for them. But at the same time, I'm going to pray for them, you know, and, and hope that they accept Christ because I would love nothing more than to see all my friends and my loved ones in heaven with me. You know, that's, that's my prayer. I, I really hope that you know, one day I'll see all my friends and family in heaven as we rejoice the, and praise God. Alright, we've come to the end of, of the armor, y'all. Lastly, God will arm you with the sword of the Spirit. Now, when you read through the Bible, Jesus states how he's going to send us a comforter, right? And he, he says this in John fourteen sixteen. Now let me just flip over there. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Past John. There we go. John, 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 John. John fourteen sixteen. There you are. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Alright. Now the Holy Ghost 
who convicts us when we're wrong and who guides us each day. He's the sword um, that that the Lord's talking about. He's the sword of the Spirit. He's the Spirit, you know, and he's, he's that sword that we use against the devil. All right? The Holy Ghost is our main line to feeling and listening to God. Like when you look at the Trinity, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was sent here to help guide us and and convict us. You know, like when we're doing, when we're doing worldly things, and uh, uh, we're trying to hide from Jesus about all these, all these, you know, going out and sent the Holy Ghost. Like, whoop! Stop it! Nope! Come on! You know that's wrong. I love you, but let's let's not do that. Let's go this way instead. You know, like that's he helps us. Now, all these things God gave gave us to use, right? And as thorough as he was in providing these things, he left our backside wide open. Now, why'd he do that, Abby? Well, let me tell you why he did it, okay? Like, the Lord left our backside wide open because he's the one that's pushing us forward. Alright? I like to think of it like this. I like to think that that God is like right behind us, right? And he's got his hand on, on our shoulder or like, you know, like on our back. He's just casually pushing us forward to better things. Don't look back, Abby. Okay? You've, you've come too far. I've brought you out of that trial. I've got you six. You are protected your backside's protected. Just keep moving forward. Alright? Keep pushing through. Keep pressing on. I'm right here. You can handle the front. I've got your back covered. Alright? Never had there ever been a love so pure as Christ's love for his children. There just... There will never be somebody who loves you like Christ loves you. Alright? My mama loves me. My daddy loves me. My nana and my pa, my grandparents, my family, they love me. My friends love me. However, I don't think they would lay down their life for me. I don't think they'd lay down their life for my worst enemy. They might lay their life down for me, to protect me. But they might not do it for my worst enemy. They might not do it for, you know, the rapist. Or for the murderer, or for the thief, the liar. They might not do it for them. They might do it for me, possibly. But they wouldn't do it for them. Jesus died for the murderer and the rapist and the thief, just as he died for me, just as he died for you. He died for everybody. He didn't care. He might not agree with it, but he didn't care. He died for him. You know why? He loves you. That's why. You know, and y'all, that's that's just really what God laid on my heart today, and I hope it was a blessing to somebody. Um, I hope that I can be a blessing to somebody, and I just want each and everyone who listens to know that I love you, and I'm praying for you, and I, I, I hope that you're doing the same thing for me, and I appreciate everybody who listens to my podcast you know like i said i i started this because 
I felt like this was a platform where I could really share my testimony and I could really share what God's been doing in my life and um, to really help somebody because that's that's my goal. I just I just want to spread the word of the gospel. I want to have more people in the kingdom of heaven and to further the kingdom of the Lord and and just to show Christ's love to other people. And, you know, it's like I said, more of thee and less of me. That has been my motto for this whole year. And, you know, I don't think any anybody really knew just how crazy 2020 was going to be. But, you know, like, I've thought about this long and hard. And, um, you know, 2020, when you have 2020 vision, that's like perfect vision, right? Like, you, you can see perfect. 2020, everybody would love to have 2020 vision. I am blind and do not have 2020 vision, but it's fine. But you know, like people would love that. And I just can't help but wonder and I and I read something like this, you know, like maybe this is the year God's trying to open everybody's eyes. You know, 2020. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been hectic, but maybe this is God's way of being like, "Hey y'all, open your eyes. I'm coming back sooner than you think." Are you right with me? Do you know me? Do you trust me? Do you love me? You need to be right with the Lord because he is coming back soon, everybody. And like I said, I'm not saying any of this scare people. But in in a way, like you need to be scared. Like you need to, uh, to truly understand what is going on here. You know, maybe God's trying to open up our eyes and to get our attention and make us listen. Like, I'm still in control. I've always been in control. But you need to open up and you need to start listening, start watching. Because things are going to ha- things are going to be happening that are going to come to pass according to the Bible. And like I said, you got two you got two options. You either going up or you going down. Which is it going to be? But, you know, I just I just want to encourage everybody, you know, like if if you if you know me and you know me pretty well, even if you don't know me that well, like if you want to talk to me, just start up a conversation, you know, just message me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform that you follow or know me on, like reach out. If you want to talk to somebody or you're going through something, like, I'm here for you. I would love to get to talk to you and know you and know your story. You know, if you have questions, I will try my best to answer them the best way I can. Am I a perfect Bible scholar? No, I am not. I have questions myself. But, you know, like, if I can't answer your question, I'm going to dive in the Word or ask somebody who might know the answer to that. So I, I just want to encourage you to to keep your head up because I don't believe it'll be too much longer before we hear that trumpet sound. We'll all be standing in the presence of the one who has our six. So, you know, like just remember when nobody else has your six, God does. He loves you. He wants you to, to love and know him. And, and he's always got your six. He always got you covered. So, with that, I just want to let everybody know I love you. I'm praying for you. And just remember, God's got your six. Forever and always, Abby.